All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Episode 96 is in the books, people. Clips and Drew have their first annual fantasy draft. I got my three sleepers I wanted. I'm taking this whole thing. And LeBron Changs is now eating his tacos with chopsticks. For the first time in his career, he doesn't speak up on a social issue. Drew tells you everything you need to know about the 2019-2020 season. And October 19th, we have our event. We want you all there. Represent your colors. Clipper Nation, Laker Nation, NBA Nation. We all want you there. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me. I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up, give it up. All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Episode 96, Drew. Getting closer and closer once again to the episode, what would you call it? The centenario? Centenario. Centenario. Yeah. The 100. Yeah. I've actually been putting my feelers out there, Drew, and I have an idea for the 100. Uh-oh. Um, you want to announce it right now? No, no, oh, because it's not confirmed. That. Okay, but I thought it'd be cool. I, I got a cool little place that we can do it at. Okay, cool. Because we're going to celebrate this, the it's a, centenario, the celebration. Uh, episode ninety six. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into uh, what's been going on in China. Uh, we had our fantasy draft that we're going to discuss, and then we're going to do our picks for the season, uh, our preseason clips and Drew preseason picks. But we cannot. Do any of that until we set the show off right, Drew. Yep. Who? What do you got for me for 96, Drew? 96. It was a beautiful year, 1996. Great year. Um, I'll start with players drafted in the year of 1996. Wait, this is the greatest draft of all time. I know. This is the second... Well, arguably, arguably, I still think eighty four is better. I, I looked at it again, top to bottom. Dude, it's, let them know, it's Drew. Hard to, it's hard to beat. Uh, ninety six. But if there is, I'm taking ninety six. I, I, all right, all right. Go tell him, Drew. So number one overall, Allen Iverson. I note live then Allen Iverson. Anyways, go. Number two, Marcus Camby. Three, Sharif Abdul Rahim. Grizzlies. Four, Stephon Marbury. Starberry. Five, Ray Allen. 
Say hey, Ray. Six, Jesus. Six Antoine Walker. Mm. Seven. Put the dice down, Antoine. Seven. Lorenzen Wright. Lorenzen Wright. My boy. Eight. Kerry Kittles. Samaki Walker. Dan Pierre. Todd Fuller. Okay, okay. 13. Kobe Bryant. Mm. 14. Peja. And 15. Steve Nash. Uh, f- like following after that, 17. Jermaine O'Neal. My guy. And then I always want to include this guy, number 24. Derek Fisher. Ooh, D. Fish, Arkansas. Yeah. And that was God, just the first round. Um, you know, there was, I mean, there's some people in the second round, like Jeff McGinnis in the second round. I like McGinnis. Malik, he didn't, Malik Rose in the second round. You but, know, Jeff McGinnis bagged Dean Smith's daughter, I think. I think that was the problem, right? I think I heard that. Yeah, he bagged the daughter. While he was at got, Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bad yeah. move, Jeff. That'll never Former go. Former Clipper. It's never going to go very well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's obviously we just listed a lot of talent in that. I still think like '84 just has so much. Talk about '84 right mean, quick. Well, that's it's the Michael Jordan MJ, draft. Hakeem, um, Barkley. Yeah, I mean the great Leon Wood that we talk exactly. about. Exactly, Leon is in that. I mean, it's it, it's it's a toss up. It's a coin flip for me. I still lean, you know, I still lean '84 because Michael is so good. Charles is so. Dude, you just good. said Allen Iverson. Yep. Kobe. Yep. Starberry. Steve Nash. The great Samaki Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, my boy Lorenzen, Kerry yep. Kittles. Yep. Uh, I mean, when I look at this, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely amazing. The most, the most, the most epic slam cover of all time is having Kobe and Kerry and Steph and yep. Lorenzen didn't make that one, but Steph and Ray Allen and Samaki was John Wallace was in that draft too. Yep. Um, and Kobe in that picture had the broken wrist. He had a cast on his wrist because he was balling at Venice Beach. Right. And bro- played. This was 17 year old Kobe. This wanted to get into a wanted game to play in Venice. Some basketball. And broke his wrist dunking on the rim. Um, all right. So, out of, I mean, who do you, there's so many to choose from. And then, mm. and then there's oh. more. Oh, God. Players born in 1996. Preach, true. This is, this is, it's so weird to say that these guys that we know and we watch every day mm. were born in 1996. It feels weird to say that. Uh, but you got Devin Booker right off the top. D Book. Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, D'Angelo Russell, Ben Simmons, Miles Turner, uh, Sabonis' kid, and Kevon Looney made this list because that month, dude, he looks so old. But he was born in 1996. He wasn't still, born in 76? Still, yeah, I know. He, yeah, he looks older than you and I do, Yeah, uh, but he's still a young man. And, and the reason he made this list is because out of all these guys, he's gone the furthest. He's got a ring. He's performed under unbelievable amounts of pressure. And I think he's going to be a, a really good player for the next 10 years. But obviously, it's not going to be the Kevon Looney episode. No, God, no. We, you know how many followers But there is, there is some fight, I think, when I look. I mean, like Donovan Mitchell... Mm. Might deserve an episode. We've. I'm pretty sure we've. We over Steve Nash. That's the. So that's that was over when I, Ray Allen. Over Vitali Potapinko. <laughs> <laughs> Even Vitali. I. So we haven't done a Steve Nash episode, no. right? This. This has to be the Steve Nash episode. Is that what you want? Yeah. I'm so down for yeah. that. I love Steve Nash. I, I love Steve Nash too, and I remember like he was drafted by the 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 Suns and. What pick was he, though? 15. 15. From Santa Clara. Yep. Very undersized. His court vision was unbelievable. His footwork was unbelievable. He wasn't an athlete. He wasn't was super not athletic. an athlete. He couldn't yeah. dunk. Right. Like, or I, I didn't, never he saw could, him dunk. He could dunk. It was a squeaker. It was but a he's barely. a soccer player before he was a basketball Canadian. player. And a lot, if you think about like the great 
basketball players. I think about the soccer players that turned into basketball players. Hakeem Olajuwon was a soccer player. His right. footwork was amazing. Kobe was a soccer player. His footwork Joel was Embiid. Amazing. Joel Embiid. I don't know about his he footwork too much. Oh, though. it's good. It's it's good. Yeah. Uh, Barbosa, you know, those Leandro, guys, who, yes, yeah, yeah, who played with Steve Nash. That right? was their backcourt, which was a fucking, that was a problem. Bonita. God, Bonita. Yeah. Very, very much so true. Uh, Steve Nash needs to get his love. Two-time MVP. Should have been one time. Uh, Kobe's still yep. upset about that. So am I. And never won a, ch- he, did he, did he win? No. Nope. He never won. He never, never got won. One. Never got to the finals as far as I'm aware. He, he only got to the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference finals, I believe, once. God, I remember, dude, uh, Clippers, Phoenix, second round. It was the Elton Brand year, Sam Cassell. I flew to Phoenix to go to the game. I got – I think I've said this story on on a, one of our pods. Uh, from I, Me and my boy Adam Reynolds. Shout out to Adam Reynolds. Longtime Clipper fan. Brother of Ryan Reynolds? No. No. Not. No. It looks nothing like Ryan Reynolds. Also a Canadian, though. Oh. Tying that in. Oh, Ryan, Ryan good, Reynolds is Canadian. Tie it, Drew. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what about him? From the airport – to the game like we were already getting you know i had shit thrown at me at on the plane we went to dan marley's restaurant before the game um and we got a lot of heat there because yep. i was rocking all red right um you're walking on the, the sun I, and we had really bad seats it was literally i i never have bad seats for basketball games guys listen to me i sat in the rafters with the riffraff that you know the phoenix sun the unwashed raff. miscreants miss miscreants <laughs> is the word. or miscreants whatever Mish- you want to call yeah, I was up with them. We were both Rick with Schmitz? them. Is Rick no, Schmitz up in the no, miscreants? No, Schmitz is not in there. Schmitz is up in the miscreants. No more Schmitz, Drew. Sorry. God. Go ahead. Um, And we were winning this game. It was a really great game. I was talking shit the whole game. And then it came down to, like, literally, we were up. We were up one with, like, it was something like 25, 30 seconds left in the game. And Sam Cassell, I've said this so many times, and I love Sam. Sam, I love you. But he, they called a fucking nine-second violation, Getting walking the ball. the ball up court. Turnover, fucking Raja in the corner. It was either him or uh, James Jones. One of them in the corner hit the fucking three, and I lost my shit. Literally lost my shit. And then after the game, me and Adam both deserved all the shit thrown at us because I was, <laughs> I totally deserved it. All we wanted to do was get out of there, get back to the hotel. Right. Uh, and the hotel was really close to the arena. And so we were at the stoplight, and there was like maybe 10, 15 fans behind us. We're walking to the to the hotel, and everybody's yelling obscenities and whatnot. And I go to the stoplight. I see a guy um, rocking a Clipper jersey, rocking a Sam Cassell jersey, oh, big, no. big, tall black guy. And I'm like, yo, let's go with him, right? Like, yeah. like let's get to him. It's fucking Terrell Owens, right? Yeah. T.O. is there on the corner with us, right? Uh and long story short, Terrell Owens ended up playing with me on my brand black team. So, T.O., shout out to you. Anyways, Steve Nash, that was your chance. Who won that year? <laughs> Who was it? It was, oh, it was 08, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 08 would have been the Boston Celtics year. That would have been the Celtics year. Yep. But then Phoenix played the Lakers the next round, if I'm not mistaken. And that was, I think that's what it was. I got to do my research. Anyways, yeah. Steve Nash. 2008 was the, the Celtics winning their title with KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. And then 09 and 10 was Lakers back to back. Steve Nash, top 10 point guard all time. Is he on the list? Ooh. Does he make yeah. the list? I mean, two time MVP. That, that's got to count for something. And, you know, his, his assist numbers are insane. When he, when he got Amare, like uh, young Amari, yeah. that was a problem. Yeah. And also, I also think about like what could have been had him and Dirk stayed together, mm-hmm. right? All those years, 
You know, I know it all worked out in the end for Dirk. He got a ring, which might not have happened with Steve had he stayed. And, you know, Jason Kidd obviously was very similar player to, to Steve Nash, but that would have been fun to see, you know, and, and I'm, and, you know, looking to now having like a different version of uh, a Nash, a potential Nash and, and Dirk matchup in Dallas with, Doncic and Porzingis. Oh, dude! I, you know that would have been perfect. This is what I think. I think one of Mark Cuban's biggest regrets is not holding on to Steve Nash uh, as the owner of the. Well, Mavericks. drafted by Phoenix, traded to Dallas, back to Phoenix. Correct, right? Yep. And then did he finish? Where else? And then Lakers. Lakers, and then that was Lakers. that was a problem. But by that time, like he he had he had a broken kneecap. Like very few people realize. Everyone assumes it was the back issue, which which was a that problem. Was too. His back was a problem. But he had broken his knee, like the, the the cap of his knee, like there was a chipped bone in there, and that's walking hurts when that happens. You, so you, you can't really run and be the point guard that you once were. You when, mentioned when Jason happens. Kidd, and I yeah. think they have a lot of similarities. Yeah, because in my eyes, like Jason Kidd had the best court vision out of anybody I'd ever ever watch play. Court vision, you know what I mean? He saw everything, saw angles. Steve. Like he saw everything. He's like an artist. Artist. Like the the passes he made behind the back, getting to the rim, the, the way he dribbled, the shots he made against players that were so much taller than him and more yeah. athletic. Yeah. Uh, that one that that one foot jumper he had. You know what I mean? Steve in his prime was something really special. So you don't you don't think he's top ten all time? He, there's definitely an argument there. I mm-hmm. I you know it's tough. Like unprepared, I'd have to do some. You research. taking Steve Nash over John Stockton? Hmm. That's see Stockton to me is like the ultimate point guard. Like I don't have Stockton number one, right. but but I think the argument. I think Steve Nash should be in the top ten. Mm-hmm. You know, now that now that I've had some time to think on it, it, it seems like yeah, he should he deserves to be in there. But I have to look at like where he fits in that. He he might be number ten. He might be number eight. I don't know how high I can rank him on on that list. But I I he's a Hall of Fame player. Two-time MVP, back-to-back MVPs, um, really should just a, an unfortunate run of luck is really what kept him out of that out of those finals. Yeah, um, Kobe did. That was a problem too. And the Spurs did too. I mean, they ran yeah. up they ran up against some really good Spurs teams those years too. So, all right, Steve. So, episode ninety-six is yours. Yeah, man. Congratulations. You're now famous. Yep. Uh, last night, Drew, we had our. Uh, our first annual fantasy draft, hey. we got, which was pretty dope. Yeah, man. Uh, a bunch of our followers, our listeners, or fans, friends now, like part of the family. Yep. Our boy, uh, uh basketball Jones is in it. Uh, who got the juice? Our boy what was Dripstain. Jeff Crompton's in it. Douchebag John's in it. Drew and myself. Uh, we had our live draft and tell him the story on how basketball Jones just didn't even know he had the fucking first pick. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, well, you know, when when you organize a draft, it's you know it's really hard to get everyone's schedule. Drew's the commish, by the way. Yeah, it's it's hard to get everyone's schedule on point, and so I, I I hit up I hit up basketball Jones, and I was like, "Yo, just reminder, draft at six. He hits me back. He's like, "Oh shit! Like, hopefully the kids are asleep by that point." Uh, you know, five fifty rolls around. The draft is open. We can go in there. We can see like what the what the order is, and lo and behold. Basketball Jones on on the top list, and this homer takes Steph Curry first. Yeah, man, what a homer! I understand Steph Curry. Steph, it uh, you know it was shocking. I'll give you that much. Uh, It certainly was shocking because Giannis is on the board, and and there's all these other guys that you might think would go first. But you know, in his defense, Steph is going to be they're they're going to be run and gun in in the Warriors this this season. Steph's going to be the guy. 
he's already a two-time MVP um, and the first and only unanimous MVP. So I think based on like the just the sheer number of points that he's going to score and the opportunity that he's going to have out there to do whatever the fuck he wants, this could result in a, in a win for him. But I think he's going to regret not taking Giannis. I agree. And so uh, Drew was definitely pissed too because uh, the the draft order came out. Basketball Jones won. Crompton was two, right? Crompton was two. Fucking two. Clips is five. Drew's seven, right? Seven. I have my eyes on Giannis the whole time. I'm like, if Crompton gets one, he's taking Steph because he's a homer. I don't think he would have. You don't think he would have? No. Really? Yeah, he's been presented with some of these situations in the past couple years. He he usually does. Like, if he can, if he thinks it's, like, justifiable for him to take uh-huh. a warrior and it wouldn't be, like, that big of a deal, uh, he'll do it Who for sure. Who did he sure. take? Harden? Uh, no, second, I think he took Giannis. He oh, was he, second. He took Giannis, oh, he because, Giannis because, yes, the, the Steph was taken mm-hmm. first. So I'm pretty sure he took Giannis. Our boy Sean Bishop over in uh, New Zealand was in there too. Yeah, man. I think he took Kawhi. He was a savvy drafter. You think so? I think he did a pretty good job. I think I'm murdering all you cats. I'll tell you this. I went in with three people on my mind that I wanted more than anything, and I got all three of them, and I was really excited. Drew, tell them your team. So I do, I do feel pretty good about it. Um, I uh, you I'll took just, Embiid first, right? Embiid. So at the seventh pick, uh-huh. you know, options got a little thin. I really wanted Jokic, but douchebag John, or did no, you take Clips that was you? Got Jokic. That was you, and okay. I didn't want him for my first. But like, you gotta I had take to. him. Yeah. You gotta take him. He's a triple double machine. So He's he was my do, first pick at five. He's gonna do real well for mm-hmm. you. Um, I went seventh, and I and I picked Embiid. And then you know I did a I did a little something I I'm I'm going away from turnovers this season I'm trying to avoid having turnovers on my squad I want points I want rebounds rebounds are a sure thing points tell them your sure team thing. name first of all oh it's Hair Jordan yeah <laughs> yeah it's absolutely Hair Jordan um, and so I got Russ Westbrook I got Ben Simmons mm. um, let's see who else I who else did I pick so up so just say that that's Embiid Simmons Westbrook. Westbrook that's that's nice it's nice I got Vucevic Orlando uh Jamal Murray that's nice too uh I'm super excited because I reached for Ja Morant and I I think this kid's gonna have He's a special special year and you know one of my uh one of my favorite picks towards the, the back end of the of the of the rounds was uh I got Brandon Ingram you wanted him and I shouts to Brandon once a Laker always a Laker <sighs> Um, I, I just want to see him succeed. I think he's I think he's gonna have opportunity. I think he's gonna be able to score twenty points a game if he if he can stay healthy. But um, watching his I can real, always drop him if he sucks. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna suck, but uh, you know I got we, Danilo too. I know, I like Gallinari. Gallinari. you got Gallo, and Gallo's gonna be just fine. There. So I went complete opposite. I wanted buckets, right? Like my team is just buckets galore. And I wanted three people. Okay. Yeah. First pick was Jokic. Second, I got Kyrie. Check out this backcourt, people. Check out this backcourt. Kyrie D. Booker. That's a nice backcourt. I like it. That's a right? lot of points. That's a lot of points. I know not too many assists going Almost on there. Almost zero assists coming from Book. That guy <laughs> does not pass the ball very much. Almost zero. But I was keen on getting Zion. You know I wanted Zion. Yeah, back. that was a big one. And everybody thought I was taking him too early. I took him in the no. fourth round, right? No. Because you were saying you would if I didn't take him, you were going to take him two picks later. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I was. We, we. I think you waited a decent. Like was a was a fourth. Fourth. Round? Fourth. I took him fourth. And so, like, he's going to return double double numbers, or, or at least something close. Field to, goal percentage. To, I would say, based on how easy it is to, for him to get into the lane, fifteen and nine. Low I was, end. See, I was going to say eighteen and eight. <laughs> okay. That, like so, so, but yeah, somewhere in there. Right. 
how quickly he can he can get to twenty points. It's only ten dunks. I say only ten dunks. He can get to he can get to the to the rim anytime he and wants. And the free throw line. So uh, the he, only suspect thing about Zion right now, honestly, and is is his free throw. His free throw looks a little off. I don't think his percentage. It but, does look off. But his field goal percentage in Zion is going to be Zion. Like the offense is is literally going to. Not necessarily run through him, but he's going to be on the on the end of a lot of fucking passes and fast breaks, and being and, and douchebag John was here during during the live draft, and <laughs> but the one thing he said which made sense, like you want players that are going to be playing, like want to play the whole season, right. right? So I was really keen on Zion. I wanted Zach Levine very bad because I think he's going to have a he's goal. going to score a lot of points. Too. I, and he's he's the man on that team. He he's is. that guy. Yeah. And again, we've mentioned on a few of these shows that we've said, like, I got to watch him work out this summer, and like, the kid is nice, dude. I don't think the team is nice uh, in in general. I like Kobe. I like the, the kid they got. So we're gonna get into whether or not Chicago's nice. Yeah, we'll get into. Bit, okay, so Levine is gonna have a good year. Agreed. I got Tyler. Tyler was a dude that I I really wanted. Tyler Hero. Yeah. Uh, just from exciting, what, he's exciting, and the, and what's funny is our boy Glue, who listens to the pod. Shout out to you, Glue. He he hit me up this morning like, "Yo, who are your sleepers?" And I'm like, "I took Tyler kind of early because yeah. I just I wanted to make sure that I had him." Yeah. And he's like, "You know, Jimmy might shut that shit down real quick." You know, maybe because Tyler's like the guy, right? Good looking dude can shoot. Literally, is unconscious. Doesn't he? Doesn't look hesitant at all. No, right? He's very confident. Yeah. In, in the shots that he takes. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, I do have a little thing that I was gonna save for when we touched on Miami, but I'll say it now. Tyler Hero is very similar to the situation that Devin Booker came through uh, with Kentucky, and then going into the NBA. Booker was the sixth man on that Kentucky team, only averaged maybe twelve, thirteen points a game when he was in Kentucky, but shows showed flashes of being like like crazy, crazy talented kind of scorer. Hero started most of the games for Kentucky, but that team wasn't that stacked this year. And they and he was underutilized because uh, Calipari's system is just so chaotic. It just it's it's play really hard defense and then go run and like they don't really do a whole lot of of motion sets. And in Miami, what we're seeing is they're they're featuring Tyler Hero. The, similarly, the way that 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 Phoenix started to feature Devin Booker and this kid, I'm not going to nearly say that he's going to be able to score 70 points in a game or something no. like that. But if you look at his game and you look at Devin Booker's game, you're like. Dude, these guys are hoopers. They're both about the same size. Hero is stroking. He's unconscious from the three. And they need scoring on that team, right? I So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is almost like a a carbon copy situation. Mm -hmm. Late round first pick for Hero might actually be one of the top rookies that we see this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, My other sleeper that I really wanted, and this comes from my... My NBA source, who got to got to watch him a few times, was Buddy Heald. Like Buddy, I, I heard I like everything from what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing is like, yo, Buddy's nice. His game has shifted. Like, Last season, Sacramento he was is nice, and I took two kings. I got I Bagley too. I took Harrison Barnes you with like Barnes. my last pick. Yep, and he's going to get a lot of run out there. I, I think they're going to be putting up really good numbers. They have a really good team. I think. Yeah. Once we get into the preseason shit, which we're going to get to really quick. Sacramento's got a squad, yeah, uh, and they are scary. They're 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 two years away from being a major problem. Maybe this season, yeah. I know? think I think it's real possible. That, I mean, they they were they were on the cusp of making a playoff push, and then Bagley goes down for a significant period of time, and then everything kind of fell off the wheels a little bit for them. Uh, but now their roles are, are, I think, a little bit more cleanly defined. Cauley Stein is out of there, so Bagley's mm-hmm. going to get all those minutes, and then you still have all of this like catalog 
of young players. Darren Fox is going to break out again this year. Giles is out there. Giles is a guy that's really good. And Buddy Buddy gets buckets. That's going to be his nickname. He does. And, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. I got him. No, I got Boyan. I got Boyan for, uh, on Utah. You did. Okay. Because Bogdan him Bogdanovich mm-hmm. is a silky smooth player. Mm-hmm. He showed out in the FIBA uh, this summer. Uh, for his country, I think he had scored the most points uh, in one game during that FIBA tournament, and that kid is smooth. So they're just they're like you said, they're young. It'll be it'll be great to see them try to meld and actually, and hopefully everyone can stay healthy for them and they can really make a push. I was just in Sacramento last weekend, uh, and uh, they definitely need something exciting. <laughs> Sacramento, <laughs> shout out to everybody that listens in Sacktown, but you know, not a place you want to vacation. You know what I mean? No, you know what? Uh, the downtown area is a lot better than it once was. I'll tell you that much. But we are uh, we're going to keep you guys updated on this fantasy because we're still trying to come up with exactly what we're going to do as far as the prizes go. But this is going to be ongoing all season. We are all going to be talking shit, most likely to John. Like John, douchebag John said, he has the least sexy team. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like my team is not sexy. It's all at fundamentals. All. Well, he's got like cat and like yeah. he's got he's got a bunch of these dudes. Uh, he's not too happy. Crompton's got a decent team. Anyways, we're gonna keep you guys all informed with that. Like you know, if you really fucking care, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a little shit talking thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we get into the preseason uh, picks and whatnot, Drew. Obviously, the biggest talk in the NBA right now is you know the basketball world was waiting for. Their hero, you know, the spokesman for the NBA, LeBron James, to speak on China. The t- both the teams came home, and uh, the internet went on fire last night, uh, ripping LeBron James, and I, we were part of that as well. Um, I posted a lot of shit that, you know, I, uh, Drew, I, I, this is such a touch, touchy subject again, and I am the biggest LeBron James fan. This is well documented. Yeah. I think he is... <clears throat> everything that an NBA player should be great husband, philanthropist. Is a philanderer? Philanderer. You can't say great husband and then a philanderer. I can't say that, but I said a philanthropist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I've basically stuck by everything that LeBron has said and done. And we, we both also said that like putting these players in this position to talk about it is really uncomfortable, but being LeBron James and being the guy that has always been very outspoken when it comes to social issues and things happening in the community. Um, he has been the first guy to be on the forefront to talk about it. And then when China comes into play, everything was reverted to Daryl Morey, right? And how Daryl Morey fucked it up and how Daryl Morey didn't think about people's feelings and when he tweeting that. He wasn't educated enough. Wasn't educated when, okay, and I don't like that, right. okay? I don't like that. And I'm not going to sugarcoat, bro. I'm not going to just stick with LeBron because I love LeBron. What happened yesterday was wrong, and I was shocked, to be honest with you. You have all this time to think about what you want to say eloquently and put it out that you could have... You could have been so around the bush about it, but still made your point. And what he did was revert everything back to Daryl Morey. Two things, Drew, before you say what you got to say. One thing LeBron said was Daryl didn't consider people's feelings. When in actuality, that's exactly what Daryl Morey was tweeting about, was people's fucking feelings. Okay? What's going on? With Hong Kong and China, those are his feelings. People's feelings are at stake. Like, that's what he's talking about. The morality of things that are going on over there, that's what he was, that's why he felt the need to tweet it. Okay. 
LeBron saying that that Maury isn't educated on it. Daryl Maury does more business in China, like with Chinese businessmen, than a lot of people. He's do. an MIT graduate. Okay, yeah. He's, he's say it again. He's MIT graduate. This man chose to be a GM of a basketball team. He could be doing a lit, anything litany, else, litany of other jobs, and probably getting paid maybe more than he's getting paid now. It's hard. It's hard to argue with his salary at it, as the way that it is. Agreed. Now, but yeah. So LeBron doesn't take a stance that that we kind of wanted to hear because of the simple fact that in, in who was it? it was Andrew Bogut that said like everybody's down for the cause until the cause fucks up your pockets you know and LeBron knows that his he has business yep. in China he has a lot of business in China yep. so the simple fact that he didn't want to say anything to fuck up his brand when he could have said something, he could have said something. He could have talked with his agent or somebody, and then to rip on Daryl Morey <clears throat> and his tweet, and then this. This is what I caught. He should have just waited a week. So it's not okay for Daryl Morey to tweet this a week prior. Right. But if you tweeted it a week later, I'd be all for it. Yeah. I know it puts LeBron in a bad position. I do, and I, I think it's. I think it's totally wrong drew for for people to compare him to muhammad ali all right you're not <laughs> right. no and that no. came out quick yeah i didn't live through muhammad ali through all th through vietnam and, and not wanting to fight and i totally understand why he didn't want to fight to compare lebron to, Le to, to muhammad is is so unfair it's laughable it is okay so what do you think about like again money over values like right. what are we talking about right now yeah i think i think what you said um really kind of resonates and I think it's the general feeling. Uh, the thing that surprised me the most, I mean, I think I, I aired out my, my feelings on the situation on the previous episode. So if you're interested in that, you can take a listen. If you haven't listened to that yet, I, I went on a diatribe. I know I got a little bit off the rails there a little bit, but, um, you know, it, it's an, it is an important topic to me. Uh, the thing that surprised me the most about the way that LeBron did this is something you touched on is how just random and unorganized this mm -hmm. statement was. LeBron is always very measured in the things that he does. Calculated. Very much so. Mm -hmm. And this was an uncalculated error. And here's the here's the thing that I just want to get across, right? If he would have just stood up there and said, you know what? I really don't want to talk about this because it involves business for me that can be jeopardized. And I'm not educated enough on the topic to see to speak one way or the other. I think you and I would have a different stance on this for him to be real about it and just say, look, I have business with people in China. I cannot jeopardize that business and I'm not educated enough on this, nor do I really want to take a stance. We would have had, I think, a little bit of a different tone on it. Obviously, you and I are looking for something a little bit more out of the face of the NBA. I wanted more. Of course. A little more. Of course. Right. And and it's very, it's very disappointing. Uh, and 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 mostly it was very shocking that that they're him, burning his that jersey him, that him and his team didn't come up with a Facts. better way to do this mm -hmm. blows my mind like i i feel like as soon as the tweet happened and it really and everything started to escalate lebron should have got out in front of this and made a statement uh it didn't it didn't have to be uh quicker than than the time frame that it was for this statement here but it definitely should have been more organized. It should have been more concise and contrite uh, and and not off the top of his head. It looked like he was for a little while kind of searching for what he wanted it to say. It looks like they didn't even – Rich Paul and him yeah. did not – they have a 17-hour flight 
to discuss what they're going to talk about. It looked like there was no plan. Right. Now, there's one thing to say, no comment, because you got to say something. You're LeBron James. Sure. You are the people are look you if you're the guy that stands up every single time for social injustice, talk about our yeah. president, which we appreciate and we're glad that you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, for the whole idea that he's riding for the whole uh, against the shut up and dribble movement yeah. and then kind of contradicts that whole movement by saying Daryl should have stayed in his lane. Don't and you feel that only, happens a lot? We've been him, talking though? about GM things. Right. Like, it's it's essentially. It's a, it's a, he's a walking contradiction at that point. It's funny you say that. Cause I don't know where I heard it, but this made so much sense. Somebody said like for a guy, he backtracks a lot, like contradicts exactly what you said. Like I, I, I don't want my son to ever feel the pressure that I have, but you name your son, LeBron James Jr. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and I love LeBron guys. Again, this is nothing. Uh, I, I feel like he fucked this up. I really do. I feel like he could have had, cause this is, they're burning his Jersey dog. Yeah, man. They're burning his jersey, and and so just watching LeBron not say anything to me is like, wow, that South Park episode was exactly right. Yep, everything they said was exactly Money right. Money rules, and and this is my whole this is my whole thing. And then we, I can, I I'm pretty much done on it. Uh, is if he he doesn't have to like beat around the bush. We all know why he doesn't want to say yeah, say negative it. things about say it, China. Though. Just just don't try to act. Like it's some other stance that you're taking, bro. Don't like, blame it on Maury. It's not. It. This is not a. This is not a Daryl Maury issue. No. This is an issue that re- literally results in your back pocket. Like mm-hmm. we understand that if you cross boundaries here, uh, talking about a government that supports your clothing brand and you know essentially the brand that he's aligned himself with with Nike so heavily, like we get it. But don't be the guy that's like, it's not because of the money. It's because of this, this, and bullshit. this. It's a bunch of bullshit. And that's that's the most fake and and the weakest I've ever seen LeBron Agreed. James in a press conference. And don't and again, back to what I said, I totally 1,000% yeah. agree with you. Don't say the tweet would have been okay a week later. No, it's horseshit. That makes no again, sense. Again, it's all he just – he. I think he just took the wrong opportunity there. I, and I know he regrets it. He came out with two tweets after the fact trying to clarify his stance. You can't do that. Bro, you said what you said. Now you got to deal with it. If and it's, I was, not our, it's not our fault you chose to say that to the yep, media. I, I think he should have come out – I don't think he should have spoke publicly about it at all. I think he should issued a statement that was written that was yep. you know talked about with his lawyers and yes. the people that and represent PR him team? yes absolutely 100 percent uh nightmare i bet they all were like oh, no you son of a they bitch. were probably like oh my god don't what it no we said no don't talk about it <clears throat> right like they probably all lost their minds mm-hmm. but it's lebron and, you know, at this point, he went with the, the higher power. He went with the, the bigger stick on this. The dollar, Because dog. he went with China instead of Hong Kong, Hong, little tiny Hong Kong. And everything so. he's getting on social media right now is is due, dude. Yep. So I'm sorry. And you got to weather the storm through this, LeBron. Um, another thing, though, I don't think uh, we are going to hear another word from an NBA player regarding China. I don't think that's going to be brought up one more time. Anything that we hear is going to come from the front office of the NBA yep. or from Adam Silver. I think Ennis Cantor might go off. I'm Just fine because, with that because it's it's it is quite like he seems to be on the forefront of the, the things that are happening with Turkey yep. and then therefore kind of a forefront of just world injustice uh, because he tends to speak on on things and he doesn't care about his brand or what he has something to say he deals with this right in his daily life he hasn't so, seen his family in five years it would be great for the guys that yeah. actually did want to speak out to mm-hmm. feel comfortable to do so so I'm hoping the NBA is not trying to stifle those guys that have you know, valid thoughts and opinions that want to share it. 
even though it may you know hurt their NBA's they, reputation. They kind of have to though, Drew, because when you're I talking about 15% of the salary cap is going to be reduced because we lose China's business, like that's a big thing that affects everybody. And it that's kind of where LeBron was going was like Adam put it or uh Daryl put us in a really bad position as far and as he did. Like, he look, did. Look, he did. <laughs> it's it is it's crazy that this happened over one tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the that's the, the day before they're flying to Shanghai to play basketball. And so, I mean, again, I'm I'm really done with this. I know. I Let's get, be done. Let's be done. I, I get LeBron can be upset with the timing of it yeah. simply because it was literally on the like the Lakers were like boarding the plane mm. to get there, and then all this shit happened and made it made everyone feel a little unease and, and unsafe about that trip. And safety's key. Uh, you know, these guys are are you know humans just like us. They don't want to be involved in a situation where they're. Uh, stranded in, in a foreign country and and you know i get all of that so i understand that he can be upset that all the shit went down right when they were going to china i can get that not but just it, him all of them but were upset. that's what i'm saying right. but again he could just say that right. like he doesn't have to do all this like walking dancing around yep. the, the, just be real we get it dude all right we're done with that yeah i'm over it we're not over it we'll probably talk about it next week anyway I, I hope we don't talk about I, it we, this is an issue drew and we we will be again. well we might have to jeremy lynn <laughs> fix it, Jeremy. You're in there already, Get buddy. In, fix it, Jeremy. Get in there, dude. It's on <laughs> Where's you. Where's Stephon Marbury it's when we need him? It's on you. Okay? We, need the, we need the Jeremy Lynn Marbury Olive Branch. All right. We need to get into preseason picks really quick. We do. I mean, we're, we, we're going to try to go through... Uh, as many teams as yeah, possible. Yeah, but let, let's cut the fucking fat first. We're going to trim Drew. the fat. Trim it, Drew. You want to go from bottom to top? Let's go. Because I think we should start at the top and go down to the bottom. The top's easy. All right, here we go. Let's top's start from, easy. Let's start from the bottom. We'll just get through these yeah. shitty teams. I think, I truly, unfortunately, I think the worst team uh, in the NBA. Bullets. Or, sorry, Wizards. This year is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. They're not very good. No. They do have some exciting talent on their team. Sexton's dope. Uh, Colin Sexton's good, but they actually have this Darius Garland kid. This oh, yeah. Guard. He's really good. And then it, it, this is going to screw me up this whole season. Kevin Porter Jr. and Michael Porter Jr. Those those are two different players on two, two different, totally different players. and two different teams. But Kevin Porter Jr. is on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this kid is something else. He's he's a talent. He's going to be very good. That's all I have to say about the Cavs. They're going to end up trading Kevin Love, I think, eventually to some team that needs him. Uh, or they should definitely do that. Free Kevin Love should be made into T-shirts. I want him Love out it. of there. Um, the second worst team in the NBA, I think. It's a toss-up between Orlando and the Wizards. No, no, Orlando's going to be okay yeah, this year. Be all right. uh, the Wizards and uh, and the Phoenix Suns are, are a toss-up for me. Um, I'll start in the East with the Wizards. Uh, you know, Brad Beal's situation. We we all know it well. Uh, he's the best player stranded on an island full of misfits. Um, That's all you need to say, Drew. Move on. That's Rui, it. Rui Hachimura. Oh yeah, he he's he's got some. I love this guy. Yeah, I love this guy. He's still learning English. He's just a great fucking guy. The first Japanese-born player to play in the NBA uh, or to get drafted. I think there was a guy that played in the NBA before, but to get drafted uh, in the first round. And then my guy, Admiral Schofield out of Tennessee. Listen to that name. I, I, Admiral Schofield. If you're not destined for greatness with that name. Oh, my God. I and this man is a monster. He's a beast. He played at Tennessee. You, if, you, if you don't know him, you'll know him soon. Never heard he's of him. He's chiseled. He's, he, looks, he looks like an admiral. Like he legit, the white boy? No, black dude. Oh, okay. and, and he's like a small forward, power forward. He's just. He's, yeah, you're de- you're going to be an all-star one day with that He's name. very, very good. Right. And then I'll jump over to Phoenix. We know that situation. They got Ricky Rubio. They got Devin Ooh. Booker. Uh, they did get Aaron Baines, the big Australian, out of out of uh, that affects Boston. Big the time. Celtics, yeah. yeah. So I do think that they they're going to be in the bottom tier. Chicago, 
Levine. Watch him. Chicago is, and, you know, they're Kobe. Still, they're so young. Kobe White's good. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't see them making the playoffs at all. But Zach's going to get buckets, dog. Laurie Markkinen's fully healthy. I love yeah. that kid. Uh, Otto Porter looks really good. Thomas Sadoransky looks good. But it, they're just too. They're too young. They did get Thaddeus Young, so that's a nice addition. But he's Thaddeus he only, is forty four. Can only do so much. Exactly. Um, then I'm moving down to uh, Atlanta. Now a lot It'll of people. Fun. A lot of people are riding with Atlanta here, and I don't really get it. Like Trey Young is good. And the other kid. John Collins yeah. is good. Uh, Kevin Herter is good. Uh, my guy. I fucking love Kevin Herter. Um, you know, they got DeAndre Hunter, fourth overall draft pick uh, out of Virginia. He's something special. And they did get Cam Reddish as well. So, again, they've added to that litany of young players that they can refer back to. And and the biggest one for me there is, is actually two players. Jabari Parker is uh, now an Atlanta Hawk. We like Jabari I still, I'm still hopeful that he's going to turn yeah. it around and get it together. Uh, and if he does, he can really still be something you know special. And then Evan Turner left Portland and now is in I Atlanta. Hate Evan Turner. You don't like Evan Turner, but I, he brings something Toughness, special to grit. his second unit yeah. that needs it. Um, again, They're going to be. I think they should be on the watch list. Like sure. I, we want Trey. Trey Young is watch is watch basketball. Yeah, you could watch him. So I'm I'm watching Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the last one, it's funny, is is Chandler Parsons is now on the Atlanta Hawks. So I don't know if he's going to play at all. Sixty this million dollar Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that leaves me to Miami, who I I really don't I don't see a lot of hope for Miami. I think we, you're wrong. We talked a lot about Tyler Hero. They have Jimmy Butler. They got uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, but you know, outside of that, bro, I'm looking at this roster and and out, <laughs> they got Myers Leonard. That was nice. Kelly Olynyk, I guess. Our boy James Johnson can't even fucking make it to camp. That's what I mean. He's he he, he's, he's overweight fat now. He was in the best shape of his life, and now they won't even play him. He's overweight. I, I think they're interesting, though, Drew. I think Miami's interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I don't know in the East. The East Again, is a like, toss-up. The, these these things that we're saying right now, I yeah. don't know, bro. Right. I don't know <laughs> what the any of these guys are going to be like. Um, the Knicks definitely probably should have been mentioned before this. Nah, nah, just pass them. RJ just Barrett. Yeah, that'll I, be fun. I love you, kid. Good luck. <laughs> Um, Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Good luck. We'll watch you. I, I somehow I, I skipped them. They should definitely be in that bottom. Yeah, tier. yeah. Um, Toronto, af- the year after they win mm-hmm. the championship, it's it's back to reality. They're now. in the playoffs. Though. You were in a dream. There was, it was, a, it was a three month dream that they had. Kawim, and what now they call it. yeah, right. And now and yeah, sure. And now the claw, the big hand of the claw, is smacking you in the face and saying, "Wake oh, up," damn. because. Uh, this might be a rough season. Now, you, you still got Kyle Lowry. You still got Marcus Saul, and then you tried to I think supplement. Kyle, Sorry, what's up? I think Kyle Lowry is going to get dished. Yeah, I think I think, I think, Kyle I think Lowry, him and Gasol might get traded before the end of this year. I think Kyle Lowry ends up. Well, first of all, they've already talked. Like Clippers will be looking at him for whatever reason. That's I don't weird. Think, I know. Uh, Miami is a is a destination for him if they can't for, for Dragic. If they can't pull off the Chris Paul trade, because I know Miami's still interested in Chris Paul. Yeah, and we'll talk about Chris Paul in a minute. But Miami's interesting. I think Toronto can still make the playoffs. I also think Minnesota's in play for uh, for Lowry. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, a trade for Lowry. Yeah. Um. It, I was what I was trying to say is is um you know they they lose Kawhi and they tried to like get a a mismatch. Of, of like small forward, power forward guys to 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 take over for him. You still got Pascal Siakam, who's very talented, and OG Ananobi was very promising before he got injured last year. They did bring in um, 
Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis Jefferson to try and fill out uh, like the defensive longer, uh, somewhat of a, a physical small forward, but it's going to be a reality. And show. never skeet Van Vliet. You can't forget about can't. Van Vliet. You can't mm-hmm. forget about him. Um, and then from there, I want to go to Charlotte because I don't think they have anything in the mm-hmm. tank either. Um, man. Yeah, there's nothing even to say about Good God. That. I'm looking at it again right now. I, I one, one little cool thing. We always love when brothers play together. Mm-hmm. They did. They picked up uh, the twins, Caleb and Cody Martin, from Nevada. And I think that's going to be interesting because anytime you have a, a, a second unit that can, you can put in, Two guys that automatically know how to play with each other. It should elevate, you know, the other three guys. But man, name oh man. their starting five really quick. Their starting five: Terry Rozier, mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Batum, uh, Miles Bridges, uh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, and like Malik Monk. Yeah, sorry, not not cutting it. I Move think, forward. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah that's garbage. It. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's. Who am I missing? Let's go West Coast. Who's who's at the bottom of the West? You already said them. I did. Uh, West the West Coast is just it is stacked. Uh, yeah. I'll go to I'll go to Sacramento. Really? No, at Minnesota. the bottom. I'm gonna go to Minnesota. Sorry, Minnesota. They they're perpetually down here, and except for that one year that they made a run with Jimmy Andrew Wiggins. Where the fuck are you, bro? Yeah, man. You are the second leading scorer of all time on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Did you know this? Yeah. Second leading scorer of all time. Now maybe he's not as flashy as we as as we would hope. Like he's getting buckets. Okay, he is getting buckets. Cat is a top five center in the NBA. He is very good. Yes. Yeah. Figure it the fuck out, guys. Yeah. Figure it out. You they, shouldn't be at the bottom. They did pick up you know some people in the off season, uh, but you know it's not great. They do have, they got Robert Covington in that trade. But see, Drew. Everything that we're talking, I, I'm not, I don't know about Minnesota. Right. What kind of cat and what kind of Wiggins are we getting? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They picked up Jordan Bell from the yeah. from the Warriors, uh, but the the biggest we know what you're going to get out of Cat. You don't know what you're going to get out of Wiggins Facts. and where his head's at. So I don't think they're going to do much this year. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit needs to be brought up here. Shaky uh, back end of last year, uh, but you know fighting for a playoff spot I think is in the mix for them again. They did add Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose ain't starting over Reggie Jackson. No, though. he is not. Right. He's gonna he's gonna do what he did for, Min- uh, for he's Minnesota. He's gonna get minutes. He's gonna do what he did for, for sure. Minnesota. They might play them together too. I think they should. Yeah. Obviously, we we got Joe Johnson on that roster as well. Something fun to hang out to to watch. To watch. There. Um, and uh, last but not least, I have to mention Thon Maker because I still God, got hopes out for this guy. Thon. Uh, he's still somebody special. I've seen, you know, I've been following him since he was in high school. Love Thon. I think if he can ever kind of string something together, he can be special. And his brother's nasty, bro. Yeah, his, his younger brother. Right? His brother is nasty. Makur maker. Yeah, going to be a uh, problem. Maker maker, as they say. And then I, I want to mention Orlando before we jump into like the meat of the West because all of these teams, again, are on the bottom tier for me. Maybe fighting for playoff spots. I think Orlando should should be pretty confident that they're going to be able to make a playoff spot based on how weird <laughs> the East is and how garbage it is at this point. Uh, they made it last year, and you know they got swept, or maybe they won one game, but I'm excited to see Markel Fultz back on the on the floor and see if he can actually perform. Everybody's saying that he's playing really some well. Level, and right? my, my former uh, pick for Rookie of the Year, Mo Bamba, who won't get any minutes. Mo Bamba. Now he's, he's blown it. The bottom line with Orlando Drew is Aaron Gordon needs to like literally just – 
physically take over the team and understand that you are the best player on the team. He works like the guy puts in work every he single does. year. He he's a very underrated and undervalued player, I think. Yeah. On a lot of other teams, he would be like I was thinking today, I'm like, what if Aaron Gordon was on the Knicks with this team, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that might be actually a good uh, like a decent squad right there. Like the Knicks might even be making a push. Maybe. I think he's, so. He's a, he's a very talented player. Yeah. He went to University of Arizona. Uh, we, I was very sad to see him go as fast as he did. Mm-hmm. He only he only did one year there, but I, I get it. He's it for them, right? Evan Fournier, all these other guys that we yeah, know, yeah. Vucevic, they all do the same thing yeah. every year. He's the one that gets them over the hump, and I don't think he's going to do it this year. Uh, Memphis is the next team I want to touch They're on. They're going to be fun. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. They're not going to do much. Um, John Morant, super exciting, exhilarating player to watch. Dude, I saw. Did you see the three sixty yeah. dunk? He's such He's an athlete. Two, He's bro. such an athlete. But I want to mention Brandon Clark. Uh, this guy out of Gonzaga, you might remember him. He is a freak athlete. If there, he he played against Zion in the Maui Invitational and held Zion to I think the lowest point total and the the most uh, missed shots that like the lowest field goal percentage that entire season last year. Brandon Clark. Uh, out of San, San Jose State, went to Gonzaga on a transfer. This guy is something special. He's only listed at 6'8", but, bro, he can jump right there with Zion, one of the craziest athletes I've Don't ever seen. Don't get crazy, Drew. He can jump with Zion. I saw it. I've already seen it. I've seen it happen. I've, I've, I literally watched it. Go back and watch Duke. Go, they, go back and watch Duke and Gonzaga, uh, Maui Invitational. Okay. You can check it out. Go back and watch it. it. Was, yeah, ESPN, they have it. All right, creeping up, let's go to – I think now it's okay for me to bring up Sacramento. Um. We talked a lot about them yeah. already. They're, They're going to be fine. Exciting team. We mentioned all the players already. When De- you get into the De'Aaron mean- Fox, man. Yes. Oklahoma City. Yeah. I want to I bring them up just real quick. All right, go. Uh, we know the shakeup that has happened. <laughs> it's rocked this franchise to its core. You got Chris Paul. You still got uh, Stephen Adams. You got Gallo now and Shea entering into the fray. Who's the jumper that I really like? Hamadou Diallo. No. That's the that's their big ah, jumper, Terrence Ferguson. Ferguson? Terrence yeah, Ferguson. Ferguson. They got two. They got two guys like that can him. really jump. Yeah, this team is not does not look good. Well, it's, Chris Paul won't be there. You, what's your prediction on that? I, I think he's going to get dished. I think that, uh, that I don't know who wants that money. Who uh, wants that contract? It has to. I nobody wants. Who the wants contract. that contract? Nobody wants it. But exactly. I know Oklahoma City. If they see that they are not in the playoff hunt at all. They will do whatever they can to dump that contract. You have to. They want to dump Steven and CP's contract so bad. Who do you think's finished? Because I'm, I'm going to go to New Orleans now. Mm-hmm. Who do you think finishes the season in a higher ranking? Like uh, that, OKC or who? Or New Orleans. New Orleans. You think they finish better? I think I, th- I just, yeah, I think they do. I, I think they, they're going to have the legs. There's a couple, uh, like Alexander Walker, who was on the Pelicans. Uh, they had Nikhil. Flash. Yeah, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They had... Uh, Frank Jackson, they call him Flash Freddy. They got all these young guys and your boy Jackson Hayes, right? They got all this young talent. I just think they're going to figure it out. I, 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 I think, think so, too. I think they got the vets and the, and the young boys. They got the legs. They got the shooting. They got Zion. They got Lonzo, who, again, I'm going to say it one more time. Lonzo's going to be most improved player this year. That's my – yeah, I think he's going to be most improved call. player. Uh, I love that call. I'm taking Pelicans over yeah. – uh, Okay, see. Yeah. I love that. I think that's correct. Um, I This is the team that I, outside of, like, the big power teams that we're all looking to see who's going to, you know, carve their spot out in this wide-open NBA season, out of all of them, um, I'm going to watch the Pelicans probably just as much, if not more, than I'll watch – like, I'm definitely going to turn on the Pelicans before I watch a Houston Rockets game. Of course. Game. Um, so – 
moving up from there, I think you got to go San Antonio. Um, again, under the radar. They make the playoffs every goddamn year. Uh, and I expect them to do that again this year. DeJounte uh, Murray. Yep. We got we got our boy Sean Bishop in New Zealand was really upset that we got his name wrong. We did get his name wrong. Yeah, and that's okay. He it was happened. injured for a season. Yes. He's got to earn our respect. Yes. Go play a game. <clears throat> Go play a couple more games. And DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, you know what you're going to get with the Spurs. They're coming to play every single night. Patty Mills they, is still there. Yeah. Patty Mills is 63 years old. Rudy Gay getting is still buckets. there. Rudy fucking Gay is 62. LaMarcus, all, all those guys, they have an old. They got Damari Carroll now. Yeah. Marco Bellinelli's back. So yeah, they're in the mix. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, but very boring to watch, I think, honestly. I Drew, I think the Utah, San Antonio, Dallas thing. Because uh, Dallas I had next on yeah. this list because this is, this. you know, Pelicans, I was talking about watching a, a very exciting team. I can't wait to watch this Dallas team. Uh, you know, they obviously Luca and uh, and our boy Chris Stapps, the unicorn, uh, are involved. They don't they don't really he got have, his shit beat last they, night. He did. <laughs> he got his shit beat. Outside of those two guys, they really are not going to be very good. But I do think those two guys and their talent will will make them will elevate everyone else and bring them to a, a contending for a playoff Everybody's spot. talking about in the NBA having the big two. They have a big two. Yeah. There's no more big threes. They have the big two. It's what what can you bring from three to ten on that team? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, and, and we watched Porzingis play together. We watched him play 16 minutes the other night. And, like, his jumper looks nice. Catch and shoot three looked really nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's silky. Luka dropped 15 pounds. Go. Now this is where I think that this Denver, Utah, Portland, mm. those three to me are so tight uh, this season that I don't know like where to necessarily place them. But those three are going to make the playoffs. Uh, those three are going to be kind of sleepers to to push really far, maybe the Western Conference Finals or, or even the finals this year. I don't even though I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, the way that I have it listed right now, I think I got to go um, Portland. You know. Uh, finishing lower like not as good not as many wins um but you can't ever count out dame lillard and cj mccollum it's really hard to count them out but their team isn't good enough Uh, you know whose team's nice though drew Mm. utah utah top to bottom they are long okay yep and we're we're, you got it you got to put this into consideration dude Mike conley and rudy gobert together okay mike conley is the king of this like utah's whole offense not whole offense, besides Donovan Mitchell trying to get buckets, was trying to throw it up to the rim to, to Gobert. Yes. Gobert had the most dunks last year, if I'm not mistaken, or the second most. Sure. Uh, Mike Conley is the king of making that shit happen. If they catch a vibe, and they're long, they got Jeff Green who plays really well. Uh, they got Joe, uh, our boy uh, Chris Krangle, never Joe Ingles. What, yep. whatever, what do we call him? The Australian Meet Chris Kringle. Meet local singles Joe Ingles. The, the, yeah, yeah. The Austria- <laughs> Australian Chris Kringle. And they got they got uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan, who I picked up. on. He's on my fantasy. He's going to be solid this Yeah, those year. are big guys who come out to play every Ed, single night. Ed Davis as well. Yeah, Ed Davis. Yeah. These guys are long. They play defense. They they are a problem, Drew. They're going to be a problem for everybody in the West. Yeah. And then Denver, I really think mm. Denver's Denver's out for, for something special here, especially if they can get even just an ounce uh, of, of what they're hoping to get out of Michael Porter mm-hmm. Jr. If he can play if he can play fifty games this year. Uh ten points. Give him 10, 10, dude, 10 11 points a game. Fifty if fifty games at fifteen minutes a game. Mm-hmm. That that's going to really do so much for them because they were really lacking in that one spot. They couldn't find the rotation that gets in the small forward that that can hit an open shot. Uh, I love Gary Harris. 
I absolutely love Jamal Murray. They got scores. Yo, the dude, the Joker is fantastic. Um, <laughs> dude, it's it, it's going to be a very very fun season for them. Um, and then really now it's it, it it for me it goes to Golden State. And I honestly, you know, it's hard for me to, to determine whether or not they're going to finish above or below those teams. I think Denver is going to do quite well. Uh, so I would be surprised if Golden State finishes above Denver. Uh, but I do think this could be a Steph Curry MVP season. Uh, I a lot think, of people are saying that. I think he could definitely average 30 points a game, uh, without a doubt. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to help remedy some of the things that they lose, but I do think that they're going to lose games because they can't play defense. The only player that I know that can play defense on this team is Draymond Green. Uh, they lost Iggy. Clay is not there. Those are two massive defensive losses. Clay Ke- will be there though when when it when the time comes. He will be there. But they're they're still they're still really they're not necessarily selling the fact that if he's healthy that they're going to play him this year. I think it really does depend on, on the how record. Yeah, yeah, on how they progress throughout the season as to whether or not they and obviously how he progresses. If he's a hundred percent in February, they'll go okay. Clay's going to want to play, dude. Right. So I think it's going to be a shaky season for them. Steve Kerr is a hell of a coach. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of fun toying around with these layups or these lineups and trying to figure out, you know, what the best fit for everyone is. Uh, but I see a middling of the pack, maybe a four or five. Still in the playoffs, though. In the playoffs for Golden State. Um, I, I got to talk a little bit about the East Coast teams, bro, because Indiana, Brooklyn, and Boston are all in that same kind of region in the East. Uh, Boston is going to be. They're they're a conundrum. I they could, I don't know. They could be really good, and they I could very easily see them. You know, you know, holding on to a six, seven, eight seed in the, in the in the Eastern Conference. They should be a four or five based on the talent level that they have, the experience, the coaches. Uh, but it they really lost toughness. They it, lost defense, dude. Horford and Baines. It's all like, going to be up to Jason Tatum and who who declined his extension today, four year, eighty million. Right. Said no. Just to so, let you guys know, Brooklyn. Kyrie's going to have a lot of fun, but without KD, I don't really see them making a, a significant push. I think a playoff team, uh, as they already showed that they were last season, uh, they continue that stretch, especially just having Kyrie on your team is always going to make you a little bit better. Uh, and then Indiana is my third best team in the East coming into the season, I think, um, outside of the, the top two that I have in Philly and Milwaukee. And it that really depends on Victor Oladipo and, and the strength with which he comes up. But they've added – they got rid of some people that, that, that might hurt them, but they've added some really nice pieces. Malcolm Brogdon is now there. Uh, Jeremy Lamb is there. And my boy TJ McConnell is on that team. So anytime TJ's on a team, uh, I'm picking them uh, to do some good stuff. Dude, I got Philly number one and I got Milwaukee number two by far uh, out and away, the best teams. I have Philadelphia as the best team in the East this year. Adding Horford, while it's really tough for me to figure out how they're going to manage that on offense, they added uh, this guy, and he's going to be a great defensive player, along with uh, the, their draft pick out of uh, out of Washington, um, who is like a defensive stopper. This guy is unbelievable. I forget his name. Uh, Matisse no, Thibel. Ben Simmons says he doesn't even like going against his kid in practice. This guy's a freak. Of, yeah, he's a freak defensive, like another Tony Allen. Yeah, uh, but, but but he's big, even bigger. He's like uh, six six. Yeah, and six, he's longer, yeah. and he can jump. Ben Simmons says I don't want to see this dude in practice. So I think, you know, we saw Toronto edge their way out of games because of last season because of their defense. I think Philly understood that read up in the right places. 
Um, and if Ben Simmons can continue to, to have the confidence to shoot a jump shot, I, I don't see them. And Eric Bledsoe broke a, his ribs for Milwaukee, so yeah. he has a broken rib. He's going to be out for a little bit, which is going to add to that. Milwaukee's got a good team. They yeah, didn't really add much. They're going to be just fine. The, the Robin uh, and uh, Batman and Robin uh, Lopez twins are, are up there. I want to revisit all of this in December. That's yeah. what I want to do. But like before the Christmas games, I want to see where everybody stands on this. And then my top three in the in the West, Houston three, and then it's a fucking Clippers one. Obviously, it's a coin toss. Dude. I know. I don't know. Uh, I I'm gonna say Lakers one uh, regular season just because I don't know how long and lingering this Paul George thing is gonna be, and I already know that you guys are gonna keep Kawhi on a limits uh, a limited restricted minutes throughout the season. So because of that, I think you're banking on the fact that you won't necessarily have to be the number no. one seed in order to succeed. Mm-mm. I think the Lakers are also out here to try to prove a point. Anthony Davis is going to come on really strong. I, I have the Lakers finishing one and the Clippers finishing two for those reasons. And we're going to dive more into that this Saturday, Drew. Whew, I just did the whole NBA in 20 minutes. You did a great job. We had a you. <laughs> good job, Bobby. Uh, sorry for the teams that got cut, but you're just not fucking I mentioned good every enough. team. I know, but I'm saying cut meaning like we're not going to talk about you too long because yeah, your just, you're not worth you know, it. Well, there's always next year. Hey, so this Saturday, guys, listen, we've been plugging this for a while now, and this shit is going to be so lit. B-Ball Junkies, Antidote Fresh, and Clips and Drew. We are putting on an event at the B-Ball Junkies headquarters in Anaheim. It's all over our social media, at Clips and Drew. Check out at B-Ball Junkies. Check out at Antidote Fresh. They're going to have a new product launch for their new shoe fragrance. It's called Number 5. We are going to have a DJ, food. The place looks immaculate. Yep. It looks so sick. These guys have put in a lot of work. We are doing a live show. We're on stage. We got banners. We got people coming. Like This is going to be the event. NBA season starts the 22nd. Our season starts the 19th. If you're anywhere near Anaheim or in LA, you need to come to this event. It is going to be dope. And we're going to put on a show, Drew. Yep. Like we're coming to bring it. If you are a fan of the follow through with Clips and Drew, you guys need to be there. We would love to meet you. We would uh, love the support. Uh, We have our website launching. We have our TWIP. Twitch launching? Twitch will be launching very very shortly. And we have our Patreon, which we really want to get into with you guys. We want to speak to you about this. Drew, my guy, Kevin Gates. Ooh. If you don't know Kevin Gates, I've been a fan of him for a very long time. Talented man. The last concert I went to was Kevin Gates before anybody knew this dude. Put on one of the wildest shows. He just dropped his new album. And I got to say, man, this dude has grown as a man, as an artist. This album is off the charts. Not one cameo on this bitch. It's just Kevin Gates speaking that knowledge. This song, Walls Talking, this is my jam right now. Bang it wherever you're at. Turn it up. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. October 19th. Be there. And we're ghosts. October 19th. I'm a prisoner in my home. I feel like you was talking to me. I feel like you was talking to me. Prisoner in my home. I feel like you was talking to me. I feel like you was talking to me. I'm a prisoner in my home. I feel like you was talking to me. I feel like you was talking to me. I'll admit it, being young, I made some bad decisions. 
Or too big, I guess my loyalty got used against me. Learn to focus on myself, now I got tunnel vision. Kicked in my ass when I was down and went through hell to get back home. I've been on lockdown and I've been upstate. There's been a few homes holding the block down, moving his way. Never spoke on this. They say that I murdered my best friend. It was just business, it wasn't personal. You know how the world is. Prisoner in my own mind. I feel like the walls talking to me. I feel like the walls talking to me. 